Hello, my name is Aziz, and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about life. Too many women in this world feel alone. They worry about the judgment of others, and they struggle with their mental health. But when they listen to the Rare Girls podcast where empowered women share their voices and tell their stories, many women will feel inspired to live a life of freedom and to overcome all insecurities. They will feel it is a safe space to find their confidence, to remember their unique beauty and to feel their self-worth. And they will connect with the sisterhood of rare girls who encourage their success and support their dreams. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Nana Sato. Nana is originally from Japan. She is a flight attendant based in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Nana loves traveling and she is a big foodie. She also loves taking photos of her travels and of food. So her Instagram is all about the two. Nana, how are you today? I'm great, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. You're welcome. I'm honored. I'm lucky. I'm very privileged to have you here. I'm looking forward to know so much more about you. So I'll begin with this nice first question, which is, Nana, if your friends could describe your personality, what would they say about you? I would say that um, first, I'm very positive and energetic and people always tell me that I'm laughing so much so I guess I'm smiley and laughing a lot I love um, humor so people some people find that I'm very funny as well so and very friendly easygoing <laughs> I love that and I want to explore much much more let's begin with your energy and the positivity within you Usually the human brain evolved to be more negative, to worry too much, because in evolution, if you're worried, then you pay attention to any predators and you survive. But happy people will be like so happy they get they die easily. So it, did you do something? Are you inspired by some relatives? What created within you this positive energy? Are you a girl who has like her gratitude journal every morning for the last seven years? And that's how you built it. How does it work and happen that your energy is so positive? I'm just naturally born with this positivity, I guess, because I remember even at a small age, my parents would always tell me that I'm always happy and positive. So I don't think I did anything to gain positivity. But uh, at one point, yeah, maybe within the last 10, 15 years, um, I have learned about um, being more, uh, showing more gratitude. So yes, I have done the the gratitude journals, and yeah, I even if I don't have time to write it, um, I do always thank whatever I have in my life. So I think that helps as well. Thank you so much. And you said you are friendly. There are too many people in the world who feel awkward about talking to new people about being so friendly, they worry about being judged, they think, oh, what if this new person hate me? So they start by being closed off, <laughs> just in case to avoid the judgment. And therefore, they 
are good people, but they cannot really feel comfortable being too friendly to someone they don't know for a long, long time. What is your mindset or set of beliefs or how do you view people that allows you to be friendly and expect the best when you are meeting someone for the first time or someone you don't know very well? Well, I think I have been very lucky because um, even when I was a little girl, I was constantly moving with my family because of my dad's job. So um, I just had to always learn to make new friends everywhere I go. So I don't really know if there's like like a typical like tip or like special tip or anything. But um, what I can say is that, yeah, it is sometimes scary, you know, like when looking at someone, maybe someone, some people have like scary faces, maybe. But uh, if you're just being yourself, I think I think the key is to be yourself and then you will start attracting people just naturally um, rather than trying to, say, fake it or trying to be someone else, trying to be, you know, like a better version of, your, of yourself. But that's quite tiring, you know. <laughs> so I think. Yeah, the best thing is just to try and relax and be yourself. Yeah, be friendly to others. And I think that would be something that would be easier for you to make new friends. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Perfect. It makes absolutely perfect sense. And I love that you have this drive to not put a mask on to be yourself, not even try to be better than you currently are so that you are absolutely authentic. You use words such as I am lucky and that you attract the right people and even energy. Those sound very spiritual (laughs) rather than someone who's very pragmatic and practical. How do you perceive the world? Do you see it as some energy that is attracted to each other? And so everything is coming to you because your energy is creating it. Or do you believe in destiny that people are meant to arrive in your life at specific times to give you lessons and resources and new exciting adventures? Or do you believe that you see and feel energy everywhere? And so when you look at people, you just feel their energy and therefore your spiritual connection is seeing that people are energy more than bodies. Or how does it work the way that you see the world that allows you to feel that attraction that lucky side all those things that you use um that's a great question actually well i am christian so i do believe in god and so um what you said about how destiny like um i feel like god is um always having like the right moment you know right everything for you so uh, in that sense, I do believe in that way. But I also believe in the people's energy as well, where like attracts like. And uh, so, yeah, if you're very positive, I'm sure positive people will be attracted into your life. And so, yes, I, I do believe in the spiritual kind of way, but also uh, psychological way as well. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. And something that I'm very curious about, since you are today a cabin crew, is it correct that the people who are either selected or who are attracted to becoming cabin crew have their unique personality that tend to be 
more hospitable, more friendly. I don't mean like for you to say, no, they're not friendly. Nobody's friendly here. But I mean, do similar kind of people tend to be attracted to the work of cabin crew? Or it's not like that, that it's a mix of all kinds of personalities that become uh, cabin crew. So when you go there, did you find that people tend to be soulmates (laughs) soulmates <laughs> but i don't want to say it in a way where people when if your friends listen they're like oh she's saying bad things about us but i mean do you tend to think that uh, the kinds of people who are attracted to become a cabin crew are the same type of person or they are uh, diverse and therefore all kinds of personalities are in that job there are um i i would say majority is like me who's positive and energetic and love traveling and love different things like but uh i would say um not everyone because i have seen people who are a little bit more reserved a little bit more quiet or shy and they are still enjoying their love um their their job so yes but i would say majority is uh, someone who's able to communicate with um people without any hesitance or any issues and someone who's more friendly would be easier I would say to be in this position because you would always have to be talking to your colleagues or to your customers so that's uh, like a must thing that's a required thing so even if you're shy you have to I think be able to have (laughs) <laughs> some communication with someone yeah like the friendly side that that would be definitely something that would be required i think thank you so according to you anybody who gets exhausted from too much social interaction is not really going to be enjoying or very happy working as cabin crew is this correct i'm actually not 100% sure because i do have some friends who just at work they're very um friendly but when they remove their hats and uniform then they suddenly become like switched off from the whole world and love their you know love their own world so yeah that it's a little bit difficult to to say to be honest i cannot really <laughs> i i don't know how to word it correctly to be honest Well, you can say that any person who can, during their work, enjoy the experience, feel excited about the feeling of being a cabin crew of the adventurous part, that is someone who can enjoy it. And then I will ask you as well, you as someone who has such positive energy, Sometimes you might have people who are energy vampires, not only at work, but in life and in general, or people who have negative energy. I'm a super empath. I can feel everybody, even the dogs and the cats and the trees. And growing up, it was difficult because whenever someone was in a negative mood, I will pick up on that, feel it and think it was my fault. I was small, so I didn't know. I was like, what did I do? Why are they so angry? Until I learned, actually, I did not. Some people learn to put a wall that separates their energy from others. Mine is different. My energy is so positive that it overflows any negativity. So I cannot even, if someone is negative, uh, I cannot even like be impacted by it. Not because I put a wall, but because my energy is flowing so positively that it doesn't enter. There is no space for negativity. But for you, how do you do deal with that? Because not 
all of the 8 billion people in the world are positive and happy and excited. Some of them, like you said, might have scary faces or some of them might be addicted to being negative because they feel or had the stereotype that means you're a very high status, powerful person because you're the angry boss or whatever. How do you deal with that? I try to just focus on myself, actually, rather than trying to focus on someone else's problem, for example, if there are some issues going on. But it is, of course, difficult if you're surrounded by negative energy, for example. And like you said about the energy vampire, that's super difficult when, especially if it's like one-on-one, then you cannot escape from that situation because you've got to be talking to the person, you know? So, yeah. And then at the end of the day, I feel like so drained and I just, all I need to do is just to lie down and (laughs) take some rest. So in that sense, yeah, I just, I guess I have to deal with that. Um, But I guess um, resting your mind is definitely (laughs) the key. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate your answer very much. And it makes me also wonder, you are a foodie. I have questions about that. But first, are you a girl with a high metabolism so you can eat as much as you want and never gain weight or not? Because my questions will depend on this. (laughs) Uh, I wish I had. uh, I wish I could just eat whatever and then not worry about my weight. Um, I do have to be careful. Yeah, some people have asked me because I am such a foodie. They're always seeing me eat so much. And so um, I don't know, I guess I'm average, but I do be careful. If I'm eating like very fatty food, for example, then I would try not to, you know, I I would try to eat more salad or something like healthier food. Yeah, if that continues, because I can feel that, especially, I don't know if it's just my thing, but um when whenever my energy is running low i tr- i start to crave for junk food for example and yeah that's when i feel the sign like i need to really take care of my body and maybe my immune system is going low that's why i'm craving for something that's not really good for my health yeah <laughs> thank you i love that and so i want to ask you Something related. There are many girls and women who are nowadays constantly on Instagram seeing girls who look in perfect shape, some of them photoshopped or plastic surgery, and they compare their bodies and they don't feel uh, beautiful. And even if they loved food at some point, now they have this love-hate relationship with food that when they eat it, they think, oh, this is making me not look good or this is not good for me. I will hate myself for eating and all that. So two parts to the question. One, how do you keep your relationship positive with food, although you are trying to be careful not to overeat? And so how do you keep that pure attraction or pure interest in food? And second, did you deal with that, such things related to like body image issues? And what's your advice to girls and women who are constantly struggling with that? Uh, Yeah, so um, I love eating in general. So um, normally I just would go for the food that I really want to eat. But at the same time, people tell me that I'm also a health freak as well. 
I love healthy things. So I always try to start food like with salad, for example. And、uh, my parents would always feed me in a healthy way. So I, I guess I learned that habit from a very young age. So I feel very blessed that, that my parents were always being careful with that. Well, it's always easy to compare yourself with others, right? But I feel like once you start comparing with someone, then I don't know, unless you have the perfect, perfect body, then I think you would start hating yourself. And maybe even that perfect body person may have the issue thinking that there's, you know, there's definitely a better version of herself. For example. So I think it's just never ending story. And once you start comparing with someone, you, I think you would just go downhill because you would start hating yourself. So, what I could say is that,、um, again, definitely focus on yourself and also definitely have that image of whoever you want to be. For example, if there is some, someone who you think is beautiful or You know, that perfect image of someone, then I don't know, maybe have it on your phone、uh, and then always look at her and then think that you're going to become her someday, somehow. And then I think somehow I feel like that sort of desire, that、uh, image will trigger your brain, I think, to start acting. In, in a way, like, oh, you want to eat healthy, for example, or you want to work out、um, more often, or you want to go to the gym, or if you don't like the gym, maybe you will start finding a way to enjoy yourself in playing the sports, for example, or, you know, like different things may come to your mind. And then one day, maybe you will have like that perfect body <laughs> of your image. Thank you for that. I appreciate your answer very much. And there are many girls who are dreaming of becoming cabin crew. And so they only imagine the glamorous side, but every job has some challenges, some things that make it difficult, including maybe exhaustion sometimes and lack of sleep. But to be realistic around here, Of course, there are many, many, many great things about being a cabin crew and working it、uh, and being someone who lives that adventurous life. But what are some of the difficulties that someone considering it should think about so that when they make a decision, they're not surprised later, like, what happened? I thought this is different or whatever it is. Yes. So, definitely, the most difficult part is to try and rest. Like, your sleep pattern will be. Completely ruined. <laughs> it will never be the same if you were, say,、um, doing your nine to five job, for example. You will never have the routine and you will have to wake up weird timings and try to sleep for your flights, you know. And that's also very difficult because you might be under the sun for a while and that would kind of wake up your. Your body. So、um, then you have to sleep like the next moment for five hours, for example. And then you only lie down, but your mind was playing <laughs> playing tricks on your brain. And then you couldn't get any sleep, but you still have to go to work and you know, be on time. So that's 
probably the most tricky part. Yeah, it's probably the most difficult thing for us. And also another thing would be, yes, it does look glamorous, but we also have to deal with some things that some customer may have very demanding attitude and the company will of course want you to smile all the time and try to be stay positive but you're we're all human beings so of course we get irritated of course we get angry about some things but we shouldn't be taking it personally and if you are someone who takes it so personally then um it you will face more difficulties than others because that's something that you really sometimes you just have to close your eyes and then just accept it and then say you know apologize for example some people cannot apologize if you didn't do anything wrong and of course you you shouldn't be apologizing for something you haven't done anything wrong about but some sometimes that i'm very sorry or we apologize that small word or phrase would solve all the issues you know so that's something that you want to keep in your mind 100% thank you for that and you mentioned that throughout childhood i understand that your parents were very influential for you and that you kept moving from place to place to place well did that make you someone who is more cosmopolitan that you don't have really the japanese culture too much within you or are you like uh, through and through a Japanese girl who happened to be living all over the world? I want to understand it because I lived in many, many places. I consider myself cosmopolitan, a citizen of the world. I just see countries not as a separation, but different expressions of human creativity. But to you, I don't know how your life was and growing up. Did this uh, part of moving from place to place allow you to be someone who sees the world as one big blue <laughs> country, <laughs> you know, in space? Or are you because of that? Because some people actually who are outside, like who are not stabilized in any place, they become even more like traditional representatives of that place. And they defend it even more than people who keep living there in the same place for a long time. I'm definitely just like you. I'm very cosmopolitan, I would say. And I, um, although I have been naturally positive from, yeah, when I was a child, uh, when I was a child, um, but I'd say I still remember when I actually didn't really enjoy my um, childhood back in Japan from like around the elementary school um, time before I moved to the US and I was uh, a little bit bullied and I didn't enjoy my life really. And so um, I, my, I don't know why, but in my mind, I thought going abroad, like leaving Japan would um, change my life. And um, one day it happened out of blue. And so um, I thought, okay, my life will change. And then when I actually moved to the US with my family, my life really changed. And um, I loved all my friends and I really 
got along with everyone and I love my new life and different culture and different school system, I could say that it really fit my personality. And then it also built up seeing other kids freely expressing themselves. And that was kind of like a wow for me because in Japan, we're kind of um, educated in a way that we shouldn't really speak up unless you um, have the chance to, like the teacher would ask your opinion. But until you're asked, we're not really meant to be speaking up much. And um, you don't really want to stand out in the crowd. So um, in that sense, that really was like a big wow for me moving to the U.S. And um, so I think I built the confidence that I needed moving to the U.S. as a child. I love that story and how it was such a transformation that made you very, very happy. I'm very happy for you. And I imagine it really helped you heal emotionally in many, many ways. And to finish this, I have this question, which I believe is very important, and you can have good insights for it. There are some women and even girls who are living to other people's expectations. They feel they are stuck in a life they did not choose, or they have a brain that keeps thinking in a worrying, negative, anxious way. And so they're not following their dreams, not living up to their potential, but choosing the safe way out or living to people's expectations. What's your opinion on this? Did you struggle with it? Did you not struggle with it? And what's your advice to them so that they will take that first step towards creating their potential because their potential is outside of their comfort zone by definition? Thank you. Yes, definitely. Um, I was in the similar situation, actually, to be honest. Um, when I decided that I want to become a cabin crew, my dad especially, he was very disappointed because he always gave me a very good education. He paid a lot of money for me to go to a good university. And then all I wanted to become was a cabin crew. And he never really thought that the cabin crew position is not very um, intelligent position. So I was a little bit uh, disappointed in the way that he had to think about the, he had the image of that about cabin crew. But I was telling him that uh, there's no going back. And I just and he already knew in, at the in the bottom of his heart that I'm very, very stubborn. So um, I would not listen to him in the end. But he also had to fight for his girl as well. So I understand where he's coming from. But at the end of the day, it's my life. And I can say that to every other women out there. Yeah, it's your life. So you cannot live your life for someone else because... At the end of the day, I think even if you try to live your life for someone and try to um, make your parents or I don't know, uh, whoever you think of um, happy, but you can never satisfy the, the others 100% because if you're not happy, then everything will just go downhill, I think. Yeah, because uh, that would affect um, your life as well if you're not happy. So I think in the end, you really have to believe in yourself and um, do whatever you think is right. And 
even if you're judged, if you think this is right, you go for it. And then if you fail, then you start from zero. And even if someone's judging you, don't talk to these people who will judge you. And there will always be someone who will support you, I believe. And yeah, you're not alone in this. Yeah, I always encourage everyone, um, whoever is struggling in that way, I always say, um, yeah, just be yourself. And um, yeah, even if your parents don't agree, they will understand eventually because if they see you being very happy, that's what parents want from you, right? I think um, that's how I can encourage people. <laughs> 100%. And before we finish, then I'm curious, what attracted you to be in a cabin crew, even though your father didn't want to, or even your life trajectory was going in a totally different direction with your education, etc.? Um, so I was interested in cabin crew because I think the very first thing was because I used to be on the airplane even as a baby. And so I always looked at the beautiful cabin crew and thinking, wow, one day I will be like her. And um, I was so fascinated and I love uniforms. I think uh, I'm always attracted in beautiful clothes. And um, so I really like the uniform, the way it looks and how it's structured. And also the idea of being able to go around the world uh, for your work is also another thing that, that would always attract me. And also because of my personality, I really love meeting new people. So I also, um, I, I've been a cabin crew for almost 14 years and I still enjoy up until today that I just love serving customers and making their, their days, you know, making their flights easy, comfortable and fun because we can always uh, use our um, humor as well, just a little bit, uh, just to joke around and, you know, have a little laugh and they would really appreciate it. So I, I love the whole concept of being a cabin crew. 100%. Thank you so much, Nana. It was my privilege and my honor to have you here to share your voice and your story and your perspective. I wish you to keep enjoying life, to make people's days better and always stay smiling. Thank you again for participating. Thank you very much. It has been very, very interesting as well. <laughs>